Welcome to the Magic and Alchemy podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, setting intentions, forgotten folklore, and mythology. Created by Tamed Wild, magicandalchemy.com is a collection of stories, rituals, and articles crafted by a variety of creators and writers, including myself, Kate Ballou, and my co-host, Kristen Lizenby. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic and Alchemy podcast. I'm Kristen Lizenby. And I'm Kate Ballou. We are recording this a couple of days after Beltane. So Kate, happy belated Beltane. Yes, Beltane blessings, Kristen and listeners. I know you were at the Tamed Wild Beltane retreat this weekend. So how was that? I was, yeah. It was really magical. Um, Facilitated a ritual, channeled writing and plant workshop, which was like a true dream. Uh, Asheville at this time of year is just stunning. And then Beltane Eve, we spent in the woods together, eating, laughing, crafting fires, making flower crowns. There was even a maypole it was oh my gosh. It was great. <laughs> that sounds so amazing. I saw all the flower crowns on Instagram and I was just so in love. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever really physically made one, at least not since I was um a small child and it was just so dreamy to spend time there with the flowers in that way. Mm-hmm. Um how did you celebrate? Also, uh, welcome back to the Azores. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Beltane was the day after I returned home from traveling like 30 hours. So mm. I celebrated by sleeping. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, I, you know, lit some candles um, and just sort of focused on realigning my space, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to make space on Sabbath days for new things to come. So I packed up a bag of donations. I burned some incense. I swept the inside and outside of my house, uh, cleaned my altar, opened all the windows and just focused on being present after, you know, such a whirlwind trip. Yeah, I bet. That also just sounds amazing. I can't wait to do that when I get back into my space too. Yeah, absolutely. So what are we talking about today? Well, listeners, this is our first time doing an episode like this, but we reached out asking you what you thought about the meanings of the words witch, witchcraft, and magic. We received some beautiful responses, and we are so grateful for your thoughts, musings, and the connection. We also have a few listener questions that we dove into at the end of this episode, and thank you for those as well. Yeah, I really love this episode because normally, you know, it's the listeners asking us questions and this time we're asking them questions and I just loved all of the responses. So thank you to those who shared their words and thoughts and contributed to this conversation. Yes, let's dive in. differences, but at the same time, a substantial amount of overlap when it comes to defining a witch, witchcraft, and magic. 
Kate and I have often discussed what is witchcraft and what is magic? Are they the same thing? Is witchcraft a spiritual belief system or is it simply a way to interact with energy, cycles, and magic in a more natural, earth-based sense compared to, for example, the magic that ceremonial magicians might use to enact change or commune with the divine? Is the magic witches use any different than the magic magicians use? If we practice magic, does that automatically make us a witch or a magician? And who decides what is what and who is who? I think we all know that we have the power to decide all these things for ourselves, but we wanted to ask the witch web what they thought. And here are some of your answers. So our first question to you, our beautiful listeners, was what is a witch? And here's what you said. From Jennifer Green Art, a witch is a person who practices aspects of magic, psychic, and other pursuits, nature cycles, and healing. Karen KJD said, a witch is nature's child. An anonymous contributor wrote, anyone who believes they are. And another anonymous response was, one who practices the art of witchcraft and rituals regardless of religious affiliation. Micah Chan Arts said, whomever embraces their spirit, those of us who answer the call from Sappho Creature. Oak, Yucca, and Sage offered, a witch is someone who uses their unique powers to create change. And Ende Mario wrote in, someone who feels a connection with nature, who is intuitive, empathic, and inclusive. Jeff Spicoli's twin sister, amazing, um, (laughs) wrote, a lover of nature and animals, someone in tune with nature who weaves that together with intentions to create magic, from Anonymous. And finally, from Taylor Fairburn, a witch is someone who pauses to listen, to know, then to do. I love all these perspectives. And of course, I have to ask, Kate, how would you define a witch? I know I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask again. Always nice to revisit. Um, Mm -hmm. And first, I want to say that I just love all these words and offerings so much. And I feel like that empowerment and gift aspect of the word is just so potent for me. I know we've spoken about this before, Kristen, like you said, but there are just so few labels you can reclaim or gift yourself in this world. And I just feel like a reclamation is so powerful. And for me, which is about that, it's a claiming of a lineage of testimony, a commitment to care and be with the natural world, to advocate for those who need it, including ourselves, and to honor the world around us, especially through listening and attunement to cycles. I like that. The second question we asked the witch web was, what is witchcraft? Some of our responses were, witchcraft is a natural skill and science. Witchcraft is the practice of said work. Witchcraft is what I do, 
which I think many of us can relate to. (laughs) Yes. Witchcraft is a practice to one's highest self while learning how to live in harmony with all other beings. Witchcraft is respectfully using nature and your own inner magic. And lastly, a lifestyle and practice using natural energies to create the life you want. So now, Kristen, I have to ask, how would you define witchcraft? You know, I found it interesting um, that between these three questions, you know, what is a witch, witchcraft, and magic, that this one, what is a witchcraft, receives significantly fewer responses than the others. Um, But I want to first say that nobody can speak for all witches. So my Mm -hmm. definition of a witch and witchcraft, you know, might vary from yours, and I hope you embrace that um, or whatever feels best to you. Um, Because before I try to define witchcraft, I'll say that in my eyes, um, a witch is someone who sees divinity in nature, Mm -hmm. the cosmos, and within themselves. I also think that in most cases, witches are students of energy. They believe in the unseen and use what's available to them to enact change. You know, that means elemental energies like, you know, earth, air, fire, water. Uh, They might use the weather and plants or lean on cosmic alignments to cross thresholds and receive information from higher worlds. And I know not everyone will agree with this, but Witchcraft feels like a marriage between science and spirituality. Magic, to me, feels very sciencey. Um, you know, like a study of vibration and frequency and how that influences the world slash reality as we understand it. Um, and witchcraft feels a bit more spiritual. You know, like, yes, witchcraft is a way to view and interact with magic and will, and it takes practice, but I can't ignore the spiritual side that comes with it because I think anytime we interact um, with worlds other than ours, it expands um, our spiritual understanding of who we are, what we are, and what we came here to do. Um, And for me, I think witchcraft suggests oneness or a uh, connectedness between souls, which is something that resonates so deeply with me. Um, So I guess in short, witchcraft is a way to practice magic and a way to understand and view the interconnectedness of nature, spirit, and soul. Beautiful. third question here, what is magic? Listeners, you said anonymously, everything around me, life, energetic exchange, which isn't viable or able to be monitored within scientific measures. Then from cautiously adventurous, that which is experienced but unseen, aka energy, force, etc., Taylor Fairburn said, when a leaf, once a sun ray, drifts from its branch to land in your palm, now a message, which is a beautiful poem, by the way. The starseed stitchery offered, seeing the world through the eyes of a child. Alaska Pines wrote, finding beauty and whimsy in your surroundings. And DeMario said, anything that brings peace and wholeness to someone. 
Oculi Magister offered, magic is the thrumming of life that exists within anything, to be cherished, harnessed, and above all, respected. Magic is energy in us and nature. Michelle B. Watching TV said, the mundane. Witch of Wildwood said, magic is everything. Cute Creepy Coffee wrote in, connecting with that extra special something and channeling it. And finally, from Michelle B. Watching TV, however you choose to define it. I love that last one. All right, Kate, you're up. How do you define magic? Mm. For me, magic is the subtle. It's what pauses and waits on the fringes and the edges of things and also simultaneously moves through everything. It is a guiding force, an energetic movement, a wave, the earth. It is intention and it is deep breath. Magic is an old, old story. It is a walk through the woods. It is laughter and it is change. Much like our listeners said, it can be mundane, it can be channeled, it can be unseen, and it can be felt. It can be a lens with which to view the world. Ah, that's so beautiful. Said like a true poet. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to add uh, a few additional definitions or thoughts courtesy of Damien Eccles. Mm-hmm. Um, if listeners, if you don't already know Damien Eccles, he is an author, an artist, a magician, not a witch. However, I've read several of his books. Um, I'm one of his patrons and I wanted to share some of his viewpoints on magic and how we might use it. In his book, High Magic, he says, Magic is not a path for followers. It is a path for questioners, seekers, and anyone who has trouble settling for dogma and pre-formulated answers. Magic is for those who feel the desire to peel away the surface of reality and see what lies beneath. Magic is both an art and a science. Some techniques are known for providing specific effects, but results vary, as they say. Because every person is unique and their relationship with energy is different, it's essential to try the practices, really delve into them, pay attention to what happens, experiment, and tweak the practices accordingly. Magic is dangerous because it's about self-empowerment as opposed to adherence to rigid, predetermined belief structures. So at least in the West, practitioners of magic were persecuted for hundreds of years. Magic is not a religion, and magicians are not devotees as much as they are artists, scientists, and explorers of the multidimensional network of divine energy. And from Damien's book, Angels and Archangels, people who say they don't believe in magic are simply saying that they haven't practiced magic. Magic doesn't function on belief. It's not a religion. It's a system of practices that work, whether you believe in them or not. Thank you again, listeners and Kristen, for these beautiful explorations of the words that we hold so close and dear. It's truly beautiful to hear all the multifaceted ways that we celebrate and honor our different perspectives. Is there maybe some time left for a few listener questions, Kristen? Yeah, definitely. So this first one is from Lily O asking, how do you deal with wishes that don't manifest? 
How do you let go or don't lose faith? And I love this a lot because the truth is a lot of the time things don't work out how we expect them to or in the way that we ask. And losing faith can be scary and isolating and feel dark. For me personally, if something doesn't come together, I look at the root of why I want the wish to manifest in the first place. Am I looking at the roots of the thing in my ask and then how am I honoring these roots or where I'm at right now? Is there a step to address before the wish is possible? Have I actually or accidentally asked for something that is not in my highest good? These are questions that I try to ask myself about that. And then usually I try to act with gratitude, um, knowing that if something doesn't work out, knowing that everything that's for me has already found its way to me. Um, What do you think, Kristen? Yeah, I would agree absolutely with all of that. Um, And it's a tough question because I think we've all been there before, mm-hmm. trying so hard to manifest something and it doesn't appear when we want it to, or maybe it doesn't appear at all. But I have to think that our highest self is always watching out for us. So when something doesn't appear when or how we want it to, um, you know, like you said, Kate, it can be an invitation to consider why. That's not to say we need to get lost in the whys, which is really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um And there's a good chance we won't be able to see or understand the why right away. But I really love the expression hindsight is 2020 because when I look back on my past, um, specifically past, you know, manifestations, um, you know, things that didn't happen, changes I was trying to bring about, I can now see why it didn't happen. Um, Or maybe it did happen, but in a totally roundabout way that took me a while to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is why when manifesting, I like to end my incantations with, so mode it be or something better, you know, mm-hmm. like we do with our sign off, because that's me giving the universe permission to step in. Like, if this isn't meant for me, if it's not good for me for whatever reason, um, you know, please show me something better. Absolutely. Um, I love that so much. Thanks, Kristen. Mm-hmm. And what's next? We had a listener reach out asking for tips for blessings um, and positive energy when moving into a new home. So what do you think? Mm. Well, I haven't moved in about five years now, which is also wild, but um, Mm -hmm. I like to interact with my space in this way, kind of weekly, especially on Fridays. Um, I love to open doors and windows and sweep, and I love to infuse herbs into cleaning sprays like citrus or lavender and wash down the surfaces. I think that cleaning windows can be a blessing for a home. And, you know, I love to burn herbs like cedar in my apartment or put up protective talismans um, when moving. And I, I also think that introducing yourself to the space can be a wonderful ritual, you know, sitting with the energy of the house or the apartment, asking for it to protect you and, you know, give it an offering um, and then and listen to what it has to say. Yeah, I'm going to mirror pretty much everything you just said. (laughs) You know, burn all the sacred herbs. That's like a favorite of witches. Um, But yeah, I also like to acknowledge and leave an offering for the spirits who called, you know, this place home before I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes for, you know, the nature spirits as well. If you have a garden or a yard or even just a tree, you know, introduce yourself. 
I think uh, this is especially true if you plan to do like renovations or change the house in a substantial way. Um, tell the spirits about yourself and ask if, you know, they'll help you build a relationship with your new home and the land. I feel like houses and the places we call home are living, breathing entities. And so I just really like to treat them as such. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And finally, we have, how can I join a witchy community as an in-the-closet witch in a small southern town? Well, we'll definitely have to ask Shelby, the creator of Tamed Wild, this question when she comes next on the podcast, but this is just such a great one. Um, You know, as a New Yorker, witches are out and about everywhere with lots of beautiful witch shops and events that honor the craft and this way of living. But, you know, coming from rural Michigan, I definitely feel you. And, you know, even though I live in the city, I would say that my closest witch friends live across the globe. Like, just a reminder, Kristen and I have never met in person, which is so wild, so crazy to me. I can't, I don't know how to get my head around it, but um, <laughs> this is the way of the internet now. And there's so many spaces like this to meet and connect. You know, you can look for virtual rituals or circles. There are like some classes that will have their own discord channels. You can connect with folks via Instagram. You know, that's where Kristen and I really became close. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think? Well, I want to tell the person who asked this question, first off, you are part of a witchy community, you know, the Tamed Wild Magic and Alchemy Coven. Yes. Um, (laughs) But I also feel this question so much because I too live somewhere where witchcraft and witches are still taboo topics. Mm. Uh, But I have no doubt that even in the South, there are witches, just like there are witches on this island, although I have yet to find them. Um, It might be tough to meet witches in real life slash muggle scenarios, but if you have any metaphysical shops, those are great places to meet like-minded souls. I met so many witches when I worked at the Tamed Wild Apothecary it was amazing. Oh, I'm so but, jealous, by the way. Yes. Oh, it was such a good time. But if you are really limited, like Kate said, the internet, I'm not joking when I also say the majority of my friends are internet friends and I'm <laughs> so thankful for them. I think it's helpful to know also what avenues of witchcraft interest you. You know, are you an art witch, a word witch, a witch who practices chaos magic or plant medicine? Um, You know, start connecting with some of these people via Instagram or whatever your preferred social media avenue might be. I think most witches are creative beings. So I don't know, maybe even creating a specific channel where you show your witchy creations is a way to meet people who share your same interests. Um, And then, you know, you can create your own community. Thank you so much, Kristen and listeners for your offerings, comments, and questions, and for joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wild. Again, we're Kate Ballou and Kristen Lizenby. You can find us online at K8Ballou and at East and Alchemy. Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. 
You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram at Tamed Wild or on the blog magicandalchemy.com. Tune into next week's episode where we talk about hand fasting and wedding rituals. Just a reminder that magic and alchemy are always available to those who know where to look for it. So mode it be or something better. Until next time.